Hey everyone, before I get into the stories, I need to give a warning for story number two, as it mentions child grooming. So if you want to avoid stories like that, now you know. As per usual, I'll have the story labeled in the pinned comment in case you want to avoid it. And if any of you want to share your own cyber stalker story or any other kind of story, you can send it at southerncannibal.com. Without any more further interruptions, let's begin. And remember, to always stay hungry. I'm a 20-year-old woman located in the United States. I wanted to share this story because it was so odd, and it's been on my mind for the past few days. My memory is a little hazy, so some minor details may not be 100% correct. The story starts at the beginning of 2021, when the Minecraft Twitch streamers and YouTubers were extremely popular because of the COVID lockdown. I've always loved making videos on YouTube and having a small fan base, and I had stopped before 2020. Anyway, I wanted to get back into video content making because it's something that I found to be really fun and enjoyable especially since I could make new friends. To me, it was a hobby. I started streaming on Twitch around springtime in 2021. Of course, I wanted to stream Minecraft content, usually on the server Hypixel, and I played a lot of mini games. I met this guy who we'll call R. I don't exactly remember the circumstances around how we met. I think it was in the game Valorant. He was a small-time streamer, and even became a person who would play and stream alongside me a couple of nights a week. R was a chill guy. There were no red flags, and he was super nice to have around. Unfortunately, what happened to many streamers and what happened to me was that I got so busy around the end of May slash beginning of June that I had to stop streaming to focus on work and my life responsibilities. R and I lost touch after that. I didn't leave abruptly but it was gradual. Fast forward a year later to the summer of 2022, and I reconnected with a friend named B and her boyfriend Jay, whom I met on Valorant around the same time I started streaming. B had a pretty big following on TikTok, and she was the typical Valorant e-girl. If you know, you know. By this point, I had pretty much forgotten all about R, who was also distant acquaintances with B and Jay. I don't remember how he found out, but he realized that I started becoming active again on Valorant and in Discord on a new account. I was notified by B about this because she suddenly got spammed by R asking about me. It honestly made me terrified because it wasn't like he was chill and wanted to get my info to talk to me again, but it was one creepy message right after another. So many of them begging and pleading with B to get me to talk to him and it only got worse when she wouldn't respond to him. It was so odd because it was so out of nowhere and obsessive. Things got worse within just a day. I had told B to just ignore or block him. She didn't block him, but just decided to tell him to stop. He did, and things were calm for a bit. Now, JB and I were playing Valorant together, and R started to spam B again. Constant messages begging her to give him my Discord or Valorant username. She didn't notice that he was spamming her until she looked at her Discord. She was super creeped out about it, 
and rightfully so, and she told me about the ongoing messages. Not only was he spamming her with hundreds of texts, he was even trying to call her over and over again. It was horrible, and it felt like he was extremely mentally unstable. He had sent well over a few hundred DMs and call requests. He would DM her things like, Please let me talk to her, and I need her. It made me extremely nervous and scared. It was so odd because it wasn't even like we were in a relationship or even super close before. It was so out of nowhere. She eventually blocked him after I told her a few times to do so. But that wasn't even the end of it. If I can recall correctly, Ard started to try and contact Jay too. Unfortunately, B got pissed at Jay for not taking our game seriously while this was all going on. I should have taken her feelings more into consideration because I was joking around in the game too, and she got into a fight with Jay. I wasn't really paying attention. I didn't want to get involved. But they left the call suddenly, and Jay started to blame me only for the reason why she was upset with him, and was talking about breaking up. I had no idea what I did wrong, and I wanted to ask what was going on and how I could fix the situation, but he blocked me. I think the whole situation between them was very toxic, and they also had issues in the past, but you know, it's not really my place to try and analyze their relationship. However, because Jay was now upset with me, he gave R all of my information. He gave him my socials, my Discord, and my Valorant ID. I started getting spammed by R on everything, and he even stalked me for a while. I had to shut down my accounts and block him everywhere, and he even made alternate accounts to try and friend request me and send me messages. I was scared for days, terrified every time a new request would pop up. I was really scared he would find out where I lived. I'm so glad that I always used an alias online because otherwise he may have tried to find more personal details. Thankfully, I didn't ever tell him off or give him any attention, so he started to lose interest in trying to contact me. He really should have stopped when B told him that I didn't want to speak with him because of how he was acting like an obsessive stalker, but I don't think he could have cared any less about that. Stalkers never do. I didn't tell anyone about this because I didn't want it to escalate further but I'm really glad that I didn't interact with him or try to tell him off myself, because that could have just made him do something worse. Although this took place in a short amount of time, it really made me wary of who I share my information with, and to always be wary of people's true intentions and their mental state, because even the most normal people can be extreme and catch you by surprise with their actions. I really hope my story can help anyone who's going through the same things that I went through, Please everyone, always make sure you stay safe online. Sometimes the risk of sharing your information with the people that you think are friends just isn't worth it. Hey everyone, I'm a 20-something year old female from Europe. The story involves my friend and I who I'll refer to as Charlotte. Charlotte and I met when I was 9 years old and she was 7. We went to the same school and she lived in the same street as me, so our paths often crossed. When I was 13 and she was 11, we were both allowed to have Facebook accounts. It was our very first social media platform, 
so we were really excited. My parents monitored my account, but Charlotte's parents didn't monitor hers. I didn't think anything of it at the time. Before I continue the story, I want to clarify that in my country we go to high school at age 11 and we don't have middle school. So that's how we attended the same school at the same time in case anyone has a different education system. One weekend afternoon, we were playing in the park, just the two of us, and we were sitting on the swings. Charlotte told me she had a huge secret that she wanted to tell me, and she told me that I had to swear to never tell anyone else. I was intrigued, so of course I asked her to tell me. She told me she had a boyfriend, and when she told me his name, I couldn't help but burst out laughing. She told me his name was P. Gold. I didn't believe her because that name sounded so stupid and we had no boys in our class with a nickname like that. She looked hurt and I felt bad for laughing, but I couldn't help it. I asked her who the P stood for, thinking it must have been a boy in our school, but she told me that he didn't go to our school. This made me even more convinced that she was lying. We had another high school within driving distance, but I didn't think she knew anyone from over there. So I probed for more info, and I said I was sorry for laughing, he just had a silly name. Well, she got out her phone, and she told me he was an older boy, which immediately felt weird to me. As a 13-year-old, I was way more aware of predators than Charlotte. I let her continue, though. She explained that they had met on Facebook. He randomly sent her a friend request, which she accepted because she thought that his profile picture was cute. I asked her what he looked like, and she described him as being tanned with floppy dark brown hair and brown eyes. She said that his profile picture was an avatar that looked pretty much the same, and she thought it was so cute, so she accepted. He then sent her real-life pics of himself when they got to chatting. Apparently, he was 18 years old and studying in America at a fancy college due to winning a scholarship. I didn't know anything about American colleges, or college admissions in general at this time, so nothing sounded weird about it to me. I told her that he seemed kinda old though, but she said it didn't matter because he was kind to her, and he saw her for her. She said that they had been chatting every night after school for two months, and reminded me not to tell anyone about it because she didn't want her parents finding out. I agreed not to say anything, and I know that was wrong of me, but again, I was a kid myself. However, I do really regret not saying something right away. That upcoming week, Charlotte invited me to her house after school one day, and once we were in her bedroom, she had brought out her laptop. She wanted to show me P. Gold, and I was ready to see him too. His profile picture looked normal, and his page wasn't empty. I noticed that he had 200 friends, and I didn't know if that was normal or not because I had only had some of my classmates on my account due to my parents monitoring my activity. Charlotte didn't show them to me. Instead, she went into their messages and let me read some of them. He was always telling her she was such a great friend to him and that the best part of his day was talking to her and that he was so lucky to have such a sweet girlfriend who was as cute as she was. I thought that was so nice of him but I still felt a little weirded out that he was 18. I mean, Charlotte would be turning 12 soon, but still, it seemed like a big gap. 
I didn't fully grasp that a normal 18-year-old wouldn't be interested in a 12-year-old. In my mind, it was all about the number of years between them, and not so much about how vastly different a 12-year-old is from an 18-year-old, and the fact that an 18-year-old is an adult in our country. I asked what his real name was, but Charlotte insisted that it was P. Gold. I told her that it sounded like a pimp's name, and she became grumpy and told me not to insult her boyfriend. Looking back, Charlotte grew distant, but I didn't realize it at the time. She stopped wanting to hang out after school with me or other friends, but since we still chatted in school, it had slipped my mind. We both had mobile phones. They obviously weren't as glamorous as they are nowadays, so we only texted on them, but eventually Charlotte stopped texting so much. She stayed home, I imagine in her room talking to P. Gold. I can't remember how long had passed, but Charlotte told me one day that their relationship was super serious. I asked her how it was going, and she told me they were taking it to the next level. I thought that she meant that they were going to meet, and I was honestly desperate to know all the details. Instead, what she then told me made me feel sick. She told me that she and P. Gold had began making love. I knew what that meant, and I thought she was telling me that they'd met up and had sex, but she told me that they were doing it virtually. I didn't even understand how that was possible, but she said that on Facebook, he'd message her saying all this sexual stuff that he wanted to do to her, and then she'd respond back saying what she wanted to do with him. I knew that she had sex education, but I also knew that I knew a bit more than her because she was a little younger than me. I didn't want to know what she'd said to him, but it made me feel really uneasy to think that he was sending her sex messages. I told her that that sounded weird, and she again got defensive, and she told me I was just jealous because I didn't have a boyfriend yet, and that the boy I liked would never want me. I was really hurt, and I told her to go away, and we eventually fell out. Typical teenage drama. I was way too mad to dwell on the P. Gold situation, but any time I found myself thinking of it, I felt uncomfortable. We did make up a few days later, and I remember that we both apologized to each other. Charlotte had told me that the virtual sex stuff had begun because P. Gold said he wished they could kiss, and Charlotte said she wanted that too. He then described how he'd kiss her back, and it then escalated from there. Charlotte said that he told her to search up what he wanted to do to her, and she actually did it. I'd never actually seen porn at the time, so Charlotte showed me a video of it on her laptop. I had no idea how her parents didn't discover what she was looking at, but like I said, they really let her run free online. I felt like a loser for not liking it when Charlotte seemed okay with it. I didn't ever tell anyone about what was going on, and another month passed before I got more updates on the situation. One day Charlotte was off school and we didn't see each other for a few days because she wasn't there. When we finally did, she told me she was heartbroken because P. Gold had broken up with her. I asked her why, and I tried to console her, but she told me that he just blocked her out of nowhere. I didn't know what to say, so I hugged her and I told her it would all be okay, and maybe something had happened. She was really upset, and I didn't like that but part of me kind of felt relieved that she wasn't talking to him anymore. As far as I'm aware, 
Charlotte had never heard from P. Gold ever again. We ended up falling out of touch as the years went by, but as an adult, this whole situation deeply troubles me. I really failed my friend by not telling anyone, and to this day, I wonder what P. Gold's deal was. His name really does sound like a pimp name, and he could have been catfishing Charlotte with his photos. Even if he wasn't, though, it's still really messed up that an 18-year-old man was in a relationship with an 11-year-old child and sending them sexual messages and encouraging her to look at things that she shouldn't have been looking at. He was very obviously a predator, but the story still feels so unfinished. I always wonder if he was ever caught and disappeared due to going to prison, but then wouldn't Charlotte have been contacted? Her parents were really reckless with her safety online, but I know they would have flipped if cops would have showed up at their house to tell them what was going on with their daughter. I really hope what happened doesn't weigh heavily on Charlotte's shoulders, but I have a feeling that it probably does. If she ever happens to hear this, I hope she knows that I'm so sorry for failing her, and all I can do is tell her that. I also pray that P. Gold never spoke to any other young girls, and if he ever did, I really hope he was caught and got what he deserved. I'm a 28-year-old female who tried out OnlyFans for a short period of time. Yeah, I know. Basic bitch. But my husband and I thought it would be fun to spice things up and maybe make a little bit of money. So I signed up using a nickname. I didn't put my location and no personal things on any of the sites, so I didn't think it was a big deal. Plus, I only did it for a few months. But I'm not really huge into social media, so navigating Reddit and Twitter was a bit of a struggle for me. You see, my parents were always overly cautious on social media, and had always told me the dangers, but I wasn't allowed on it much. So I was really sheltered from a lot of the coming-of-age, so to speak, stories of kids from our generation talking to strangers online. I partly blame that on what happens next. I found a niche subreddit to try and promote myself and get reactions to my OnlyFans. I had posted some fantasies and things on there so I could get some attention. Little did I know I would attract very bad things. I had only posted a few times on that subreddit, and I had my DMs off, and I only replied to a couple of comments before getting bored and not really liking being on there. Reddit can be a depressing place, honestly. I wasn't really liking the way I was being treated on there, and I wasn't getting any traction on OnlyFans. So I deleted my Reddit account, my Twitter, and my OnlyFans. Months go by, and I was feeling better, and I thought maybe I'd jump the gun on deleting it all. When all of a sudden, I get a text message one day by an area code that I live in, asking for me by my full legal first name. So I was very confused, and I asked who it was. Well, as it turns out, it was someone who followed me on Reddit and OnlyFans. Here's what he said. Hi, this is R. I've put in so many hours to try and find you. I paid for your OnlyFans, and when you deleted it, I felt a part of me die. I've thought about you every day. I have no idea how the hell he found me, and I started bawling. I called my husband, but all he really told me was to be careful and to block him. So I just said okay, and I did just that. 
About an hour later, he had sent me another message from a different number listing off my dad's name, my uncle, my husband, and a few other people that I know, and then said, All these people are connected to your number. I'm going to message all of them until you respond. I need you. And at this time, I was screenshotting all of it, and I was sending it to my husband. And as you can imagine, my husband was really pissed off. He's not one to sit back and let people harass me. So he texted and called the number, threatening the guy to leave me alone. And then another text comes in saying, You could just talk to me and have some fun and make some money instead of having your husband get all mad. At this point, I'm hysterical. I'm so terrified and I'm also mad at myself for being on the internet at all. I wasn't responding to anything he was saying and I blocked the number he used to send those texts. My husband was trying to figure out who this was because I did have some guys on OnlyFans that I had gone to school with, so we thought maybe it was one of them messing with us. The guy kept insisting that he needed to talk to me, and my husband kept trying to tell him that he had the wrong girl, that I wasn't even on OnlyFans, trying to make him question himself. But the guy somehow knew exactly who I was, and he sent my husband screenshots of my personal Facebook and my Instagram that even go by a different name that he was referring to me by. My husband then threatened to call the police, and our replies. I haven't even done anything wrong or made any threats, so there's nothing they could do. I'm literally at home shaking as my husband's sending me these screenshots of their messages. I beg him to stop talking to him, but he thinks if he can get this guy to say something personal, Maybe we can track him down and call the police or something. This guy just wouldn't stop, though. He kept messaging my husband, saying that he wanted to meet up with us and to not be so uptight. I had finally had enough, and I called the non-emergency line to talk to a detective about the situation. I was terrified because my husband owns a business, and Aura told us that he googled my name and found my phone number and business address. Of course, the detective couldn't do that much, but he did contact the guy and had an open report if anything else were to happen. I know this might not seem that terrifying to some of you, but it really does go to show you how dangerous the internet is. I didn't think I could be tracked down by just a nickname and some pictures. The internet can definitely be a scary place. To all of you out there, be safe and careful and use a VPN. And as for you, R, if you happen to hear this, fuck you. You're a real creep, and I would never want to meet up with you in a million years. You need to realize that girls on the internet are not yours to stalk and harass. It's really creepy, and I hope you get some help, because you clearly need it. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night, everyone. And remember, to always...